0: The Super Bowl brought the heat with commercials. Marvel only debuted one new look at a new project, but it still has us super stoked. This is our bonus episode covering our Marvel Super Bowl trailers, namely The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and it starts right now.
1: You couldn't have done that earlier. I hate you.
0: Welcome in a bonus episode of The Direct Podcast. These pop up every now and then, and we thought it appropriate to bring the heat with this new Falcon Winter Soldier trailer. Break it all down for you guys. As always, I am your host, the Colossus of Clicks, Mr. Trailer Breakdown. I, I want to call myself this week because I just wrote a killer article. Uh, Liam Crowley joined alongside, as always, by my co-host. I'm going to keep calling you the Scarlet, Matt Ramke. I think we I rock with like that, yeah. Crazy. Yeah. I, I How are we, we doing, How this- how'd you enjoy the Super Bowl?
1: Uh, the game was a little underwhelming. Uh, the refs were a little more involved. And um, the halftime show, yeah. while you know, I love the weekend and I love singing along to all those songs, wasn't spectacular as I thought it was going to be based on just sure. a weekend's vibe. But um, underwhelming overall uh, was my Super Bowl thoughts. Underwhelming overall was my Marvel trailer drop thoughts. Uh Uh, I thought we'd, I mean, obviously, what we're going to talk about today is super exciting, but I thought we'd get one or two more big pops um, from all the upcoming shows. But you know what? Not going to be greedy. Falcon Warrior Soldier trailer was elite, and I am jacked for this show, this breakdown, and everything that we got coming up.
0: Absolutely. I agree. The game was a little underwhelming. I mean, as a Tom Brady fan, I was happy to see him win, but I wanted a shootout, you know, they promised us, you know, God versus and the two goats going head to head day versus night. I'm I'm emulating the, uh, Batman V Superman trailer right sure. now. Um, and I wish it was a little more competitive and I do wish we got some more trailers, but one thing I did love is, you know, the Falcon winter soldier, they give us 30 seconds in the first quarter. They end that spot with full trailer now online and everything else paused for me. The game paused for me. The halftime show hype paused for me. I immediately went uh, to YouTube, watched the full two minutes. And yeah, I feel like we just get down into the nitty gritty and break it down. This trailer didn't give a lot of plot details, but if you're like myself and you like to go by frame by frame, it did give a lot of inclinations as to where this show is going. I kind of want to just ask you overall. Um, it's clear that you know my hype is through the roof for the show, and I know you're still excited. You're excited for all Marvel Absolutely. projects. I'm just curious as to how this show has impacted your anticipation uh, for the Falcon and the Winter Soldier.
1: Um, you know, the big thing that we keep touting on this podcast is like you know the spiritual successor to the Winter Soldier. You know what I mean? Like that vibe taken into a TV series because we didn't really get that in Cap Three, which is fine. You know what we got was obviously epic, but um, I think this trailer got me excited for the vibe of this show in a very real way because it seems more fun than, you know, just a very serious ground and pound, uh, you know, spy thriller, which, you know, we're anticipating that it is. Um, I still think it's going to have all the elements that made the Winter Soldier great. The You know, the grittiness, the, um, uh, you know, veracity, the uh, political storytelling, I think is going to still be very prevalent. But this just seems like, you know, it has a little more of a charisma to it. It has a, uh, you know, more upbeat kind of pace. Than I expected it to um, still, obviously a lot of emotional beats. I think that, you know, just like everything else Marvel does, I think this is going to be an incredibly airtight, solid show in this trailer kind of reinforced that with me. I'm excited to see all these different characters get more shine because, you know, just like WandaVision is turning out to be, this is side characters, a symbol shout out friend of the show, Robbie Fox. Um, this is, you know, Sam and Bucky getting more screen time and more character development than we've ever seen the Sharon Carter appearance in this trailer was i i got out of my seat for that one because that just looked incredible and you know everybody's one of the top villains in marvel history uh Baron Zemo both in the comics and on screen you know getting a return getting the comic accurate costume and uh my biggest takeaway you know long-winded to get a short answer Zemo's motivation i think is going to be my favorite part of the show because it was bone-chilling hearing him say what the two lines he said in this trailer (laughs) yeah
0: i i'm very excited to talk about Zemo's motivation yeah I i do want to speak more on what you were saying about about the vibe and the tone this is nailing that marvel balance of comedy and action right and don't get me wrong like you know you hear me on this podcast talk about my gripes with thor ragnarok i just felt a movie like that went to 75 25 as opposed to 50 50 split okay this show I did have hesitations that it would be not too dark, but too gritty. Like Captain America Winter Soldier, I've watched it so many times. You go back and watch it. It doesn't have a lot of trademark Marvel comedy. Like Cap is kind of like a dick at times to, to Black Widow. You know, you're damn right. Like you should have told me this. And, you know, he's very on edge the whole time. No, this pop. Me, no, no, up? no, no big pop. You know what I mean? Exactly. No
1: big standout, you know, comic relief.
0: Yeah, exactly. This this trailer gave me a lot of, like, Lethal Weapon vibes, you know, balancing that buddy cop action yes. with, with uh, you know, comedy in there. And then I love that just, I love the couples therapy scene. It I wrote opens that shit and, down. <laughs> right? It opens and ends yeah. the trailer, and it's so Lethal so Weapon-like. I love right. it. Um, a really cool thing about the couples therapy thing, though, uh, as I wrote in the trailer breakdown, the implications there, sure, you look at it, and it's a nice comedic scene, and it kind of lets the air out a little bit. But the implication that they're going to couples therapy, that means that someone needs needs them to be on the same page, mm-hmm. you know? So there's, there's unless they voluntarily went there and like, we need to mend our fragile relationship. Which oh, didn't we happen. Be, we should be friends. <laughs> Absolutely not. That didn't someone, happen. <laughs> someone needs them to be working cohesively. Mm-hmm. And that aspect really intrigues me as to, you know, who is sending them on, on this mission. We hear right. earlier in the trailer, um, the line about uh, Sam, oh, it's a callback to Winter Soldier. Sam goes, where do we start? And he, they're looking to someone off screen. They're not looking at each other. Someone is is leading them on this mission, whether that's a rogue government agent, whether that's Sharon Carter, whether that's just the therapist who's trying to help them uh, mend their relationship. It's really intriguing to see uh, who else is on the side of Sam and Bucky, because as we know, the Sokovia Accords, as confirmed in a recent WandaVision episode, are still being enforced,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: Unless they did something to to fix their relationship with the government, those two are still fugitives. So, yeah,
1: yeah and and you think Endgame was kind of like the end all be all reset, you know, for superheroes, you know, getting back on the right side of the Sokovia Accords. But you know that doesn't sure. mean that there's still heroes that don't agree with it. You know, Sam Wilson, you know, this this is going to be a character study type show just because it is. It's not about the multiverse. It's not about, you know, the Westview anomaly like we're seeing in WandaVision. There's, you know, there's more external and paranormal stuff happening in WandaVision. Still very much character development um, thing. But I think this show is really going to focus on giving that thread, giving that depth to Sam Wilson, giving that depth to Bucky that we haven't seen. You got to remember, Bucky's a phase one character. He's been around since, you know, the jump and Sam Wilson, not that far behind being introduced in phase two, very early in phase two um i'm excited to see those two characters fleshed out in a way we haven't seen but between those two sam wilson you know we have seen a lot of his at least temperament and his you know the you know the way he thinks and the way he theorizes you know you can say He's just Caps right-hand man, which is 100% true. He's Caps right-hand man throughout the Infinity Saga. But we see moments like in Civil War when he is arguing the Sokovia Accords. You know what I mean? Like, he's very vocal about his stance on it. And, you know, he's not afraid to say what he thinks. And, you know, that is more prevalent than ever than in Civil War when Vision sits up and he says, I have a theory. And saying, oh, this will be great. You know what I mean? Like, he's he's that guy in the group. And I think we're going to see that expanded. But um, Bucky... We've never really gotten a sense of what Bucky's thoughts or feelings are about anything, really. I mean, in the first adventure, he was classic comic Bucky, you know, just kind of, you know, there to fight the good old fight. But he's been through some shit, if you haven't noticed, since then. (laughs) So um, he looks like the gripey old man, which is really cool. That's a really awesome thing that, you know, we never really got from Cap was the gripey old man thing. And I'm excited that maybe Bucky will give us that. He really just seems like he's going to be the soldier who wants to do good and wants to get back right. But, you know, he's got to deal with this young, brash Sam Wilson. And this is going to be a really fun relationship to really get a hold of.
0: Yeah, and that's the beauty of these serialized shows for Marvel. It allows, you know, the case studies, the character Mm -hmm. studies. We're giving so much hype to Elizabeth Olsen, um, potentially getting Emmy nods for her performance in WandaVision. And I think that's not a, a knock on, you know, what she's done in the movies. But the fact is two hours of screen time, two hours of runtime, screen time is very limited between characters. Giving this show six episodes where you can potentially focus entire episodes on Sam Wilson's character development, on Bucky's character development. I think it's really cool. And like you said about side characters assemble, we might get some more backstory about Sharon Carter. What makes her tick? There were early uh, script drafts that had Sharon Carter becoming Captain Britain potentially. So if they intend to set her on that path, uh, there's many different roads, many different, um, uh, to make a nod to Captain America Winter Soldier, there's many different threads they can pull um, and and unravel stuff as we go further. Uh, You want to talk about Zima? Yeah, let's do it. Let's talk about Zemo. Uh, (laughs) So, putting on you know my frame by frame lens, I caught two very interesting instances of Baron Zemo hidden in this show. Uh, One comes early on when they show the uh, skyline of Madripoor, and then that melts into uh, the city of Madripoor, and three mysterious figures are approaching what we believe to be the nightclub based on their attire. Um, The one leading them has very broad shoulders, and it looks a lot like Zemo's big fur coat, which presumes me to believe the two people following him are Sam and Bucky. Why are they, you know, getting along? That remains to be seen. But anyone can guess, you know, there are three characters very darkly lit. Are they on the same page? It's anyone's guess. Later in the trailer, if you go to, you know, the Marvel Studios version, so the time codes add up, at the 55-second mark, Bucky is kicking some ass in the nightclub, Right? And in the background, in the top left corner, you can clearly see Zemo's fur coat, Zemo's face, side by side with Sam Wilson. Why is our main antagonist working alongside, or at least, you know, being cordial with our two titular heroes? Mm -hmm. It's it's very intriguing because, as you said, Zemo does not seem to be the typical bad guy of... Oh, I'm, I'm, Ooh, it's my evil plan. And I, I hate all superheroes and they have to go extinct. There's layers to this guy. We saw that in civil war. We see his grief still being consistent in this show with that shot of him visiting the Sokovia Memorial, the character of Baron Zemo I think is one of those characters. We're going to look back on and be like, wow, they really fleshed out his motivations here. I think he's going to be a layered villain, uh, similar to, to the vibes we get of the Riddler and the Batman trailer yeah. of, the Riddler being a very violent antagonist, Great with potentially good motivations. Uh, Matt, I, I'm curious to see if you if you caught that moment. And if even if you didn't, what do you think about the character of Zemo?
1: Got to pull it up right here. Um, yeah. uh, the time code thing was great because I could pull it up right in front of me. Uh, make go. sure make sure you turn the sound off if you're doing a podcast so I could really blast you. Um, <laughs> uh, that is an incredibly interesting shot. Um, again, the expression on Bucky's face. He just looked pissed off and aggravated the whole time. and I cannot wait to see aggro Bucky um, even more than we have in the MCU. But uh, the Baron Zemo thing. So you know we have to remember this about Baron Zemo. He's a, he's a non-powered character here in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. But if he had to if he had to lock down what his power is, like what his biggest strength is, maniacal planning. I mean he is he is the cerebral assassin of the MCU, and we saw that in Civil War. You know he had every single part of his plan mapped out, deep thought, and you know. You could argue that it took a lot of leaps of logic to get to where we're going, but like, you know, he he really thought of every single scenario to get the end result he wanted in civil war. So, you know, we have to anticipate going into this show. He's going to continue to always have a plan, always have something up his sleeve, and always put himself in a position to at least walk away or give himself an opportunity to escape whatever situation might be troubling him in that frame you know obviously we can't tell dark two second frame though his hands look a little bound you know what i mean Ah, yeah so this could be a situation where you know they find zemo they capture him for whatever he's doing wrong and you know we get to a point where you know they zemo has something that they need so in order to get to a to b They have to protect him to get there. So um, I'm excited to see that little trio dynamic. You know, Baron Zemo is, you know, such an interesting character to put into this show because um, I think it's going to be a situation where Sam and Bucky are tasked to track down fine and stop him from whatever he's doing but you know from a from a mind game standpoint from a strategy standpoint Zemo is always going to at least feel like he's got the upper hand um, because you know cap and Iron Man are no longer there they're the master strategist in the MCU who would combat Zemo in that way let's see how Sam and Bucky handle that moving forward but you know just for this character alone the mask the coat the the just this eeriness of his voice david brule i mean he's he's gonna knock it out of the park again one of my favorite villains in the infinity saga and i cannot wait to see more of him in this show the one last thing you know i'm long-winded today but um the big difference between going into this show and going into wandavision and even five episodes time of recording into one Wanda- into WandaVision the big question has been and always will be who's the big villain who's the big bad pulling the strings that's kind of the main antagonist of WandaVision so far is the mystery we know who the bad guys are in this show. We don't know. Obviously, there's going to be different entities at play, but Zemo is the bad guy of this show. So knowing that going in, it leaves more room for bigger action sequences. It leaves more room for, you know, plot twist earlier on in the series, not so much hints and cliffhangers. So, um, yeah, the he adds to the whole vibe aspect of the show. Lethal Weapon meets, you know, some sinister agency kind of vibe. I'm in. I dig it.
0: Absolutely, and I, I find it interesting that you say he's like the clear-cut villain because I I still think U.S. Agent is when it's all said and done is going to be sure. the main main antagonist. But at the same time, you know, he's a villain. You know, Baron Zemo has sinister intentions. Even if he's somehow, you know, the enemy of my enemy is my friend in this series, he's still going to be right. an antagonist going forward. Um, another thing I kind of wanted to talk about with this trailer: what do you think about? the opening with uh you know sam's wearing a suit bucky's undercover with a bunch of military personnel we see you know the steve rogers banner if you'll notice still on his left still over sam wilson's left shoulder uh pretty neat like that but a lot of people theorizing that this could be the setup of a captain america memorial this could be a setup of another captain america exhibit maybe even a full-on captain america museum some people are theorizing this could be Steve Rogers' funeral. Maybe old man Cap died off screen um, in between Endgame and the uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, where do you kind of have this this big service at?
1: Well, I mean, we all want to think we know when these shows are going to be set in the MCU, but WadaVision really just screwed us on that. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, you know, we all assume that all these shows coming out would be set after Spider-Man Far From Home, which just is wasn't the case from WandaVision. We don't necessarily know when this is going to be set, but kind of, you know, all rules are off the table. We, we can't speculate with certainty when this show is going to take place. We know it's after Endgame. We know it's after the Sokovia Accords. Um, but um, as far as Cap's funeral, memorial service, whatever it might be, in Far From Home, you know, let's assume that it is set after Far From Home. The general right. public believes that Cap is dead. You know what I mean? Like, he was in the memoriam video at uh, Peter Parker's high school. Um, So, you know, that could be the funeral service that kind of starts the show. It could be Sam and Bucky attending just to show face. Um, But as I talk through this, why would Bucky show up undercover if he knows that Cap isn't dead? So, okay. All right. So, you know, again, we know nothing, which is exciting. But if it is is there. If it is memorial service, I think that's going to be an amazing way to start the show. I think it's going to kind of take Cap off the board a little bit, you know, right at the beginning. So we can kind of focus on these characters that are starring this show. So I think that could be advantageous, Rise of Skywalker. Um, And I think that, you know, if it is something where, you know, it's for face of the public. It's, you know, all right, we need Cap's funeral if he's going to be dead, but he's not really dead. I think that'll add a great twist ending near at the end of the show, you know, getting old man Steve Rogers back. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not really sure what to make of it, but it did, you know, kind of start the trend from this trailer. The shield's going to be a big player in this show itself. You know, the, the cap shield itself will be a character, will be a MacGuffin throughout the entire series. You know, we, we saw for the first time, you know that that the the now famous trailer from last year's Super Bowl, um, yeah. fizzle reel of Sam whipping that thing at a tree, Bucky catches it. So, who really has control of the shield? Not a hundred percent. U.S. agents going to get involved. The government's going to get involved. But this is a Captain America project. So. Um, yeah, I, you know, I thought I going into that sentence, I knew what I thought about the funeral service hint there. I really don't know, though.
0: <laughs> I really like that theory, though, of potentially it just being, you know, this is our, our public facade of Captain America is dead, because like you said, if if the sokovia Accords share, we might have seen a superhero reset but promotional material has sharon carter still on the run and it's clear in this trailer based on the hood she's wearing and how she approaches sam and bucky with a gun you know don't trust anyone she's very on edge clearly and in canon wise if this does take place in 2023 like wandavision like uh far from home she would have been on the run for seven years so if the sokovia Accords are still being enforced um Steve Rogers is not exactly a character that can afford to be actively on the run. So they might need to, you know, wink, wink, nod, nod, kill him and have him be in a safe house somewhere living out, you know, the last few years of his life. I think that could be very interesting, but yeah, I I think I like the idea kind of, as much as it pains me to kill off captain America officially.
1: I think it's a great way to start it though.
0: Great way to start episode one to literally be like, you know, we've passed you the mantle falcon and you have you have no crutch anymore like Mm -hmm. you got to either go all in and sure he's going to stumble along the way but that's the beauty of this this show it's a character study it's building up sam wilson of you know am i worthy or not of this mantle? to no i I need to take this on this is my calling um another aspect i want to to talk about kind of our, our last thing because we have kind of Uh, discussed every aspect of this trailer aside from uh, the characters um, at large, which we mentioned uh, before we hit record. The really only six characters spotlighted in this trailer and in any promotional material, Bucky, Sam, Zemo, US agent, Sharon Carter, and then Aaron Kellyman's flag smasher currently unnamed. She's the one that wears the mask with the handprint on it. We know, you know, the Bradleys are going to be involved somehow Isaiah and Elijah, Uh, We know other characters are going to pop up. There's rumors of, you know, familiar S.H.I.E.L.D. agents popping up. What do you think about, you know, keeping those characters under wraps? Because for me personally, WandaVision has been so sweet because we went in not knowing, you know, how Jimmy Woo is going to operate in the show, not knowing how Darcy Lewis or we didn't even know anything about Tyler Hayward. And now he's becoming a very quickly intriguing character. Mm -hmm. So what do you think about keeping a lot of characters secret uh, under the surface level before going into the show?
1: I think just like any other Marvel project, you know, anybody can get it kind of thing. You know, we don't know who's going to pop up in the show. There's been rumors of James Rhodes, uh, Don Cheadle's War Machine uh, being in the show, which is, you know, it makes a lot of sense. This is kind of the first project of I, I haven't been able to lock it down yet but like there's there's obvious pockets of the mcu being built there's mcu cosmic obviously with thor and guardians there's MCU multiverse projects all focused on the multiverse right now with wandavision dr strange spider-man 3 loki this is starting a different more grounded branch of the MCU. I haven't decided what to be able to call it yet. Um, MCU Tactical was one that I was kind of floating around in my head. I kind of dig that, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but like the grounded MCU where it's going to start here with the Falcon Winter Soldier and then we see different projects down the line that make a lot of sense Hawkeye, uh, uh, Armor Wars, Moon Knight, uh, She Hawk, even. Um, you know, there's a lot of different ways to tie in different characters into this show and I'm intrigued to see how they do it because. Again, we don't really know a lot about what the plot is of this show. It's gonna be Sam and Bucky somehow going against Zemo, US Asian, whoever it might be. But, you know, the 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 mystery of this show is going to end up being, you know, who could pop up throughout the story, who could pop up at any time. And it's just I, I think they picked the right characters to highlight in this trailer though, because you know, everyone's excited to learn more about Sam and Bucky, sure the sharon carter moment in this trailer was electric you know because she comes in very sus very i hate that i said that <laughs> i hate that i just said sus i take it back so hard <laughs> next thing you know i'm gonna be like taking a live stream of vertical video like pointing up like this you know what i mean like it's yeah. like that <laughs> you
0: love to um, say yeeted whenever monica rambo gets sent through the <laughs> i'm all in on yeet
1: yeet's awesome okay. yeet's okay. a great word <laughs> But, but Sus Sus. It, we're a little, dude, little out on Sus. I've never even out played the game. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> but uh anyway, Sharon Carter, I loved her, you know, just revealing this uh trailer because she's obviously on the run. She's obviously very mysterious. Don't trust anybody. I love that phrasing. And then she kicks some ass. You know what I mean? Like so i and then obviously Zemo, US agent's a mystery character, um, and the flag smashers as a whole, probably gonna play more of a grunt kind of vibe, I would probably think you know they're going to kind of yeah. be the grunts of the show but all those character spotlights along with the comedy and you know we haven't even talked about the action the action in this trailer was sick like this is going to be new age type stuff uh, you know obviously sam flying through the air is going to be the highlight of the show from a visual standpoint We're going to get that classic Russo brother, gritty, very visceral hand-to-hand combat, which is going to be great. And I think that's what we're all expecting and we can't wait for. Um, But, you know, the characters, along with what we're getting from the action, I think they picked the right ones to spotlight in this trailer
0: yeah the the action looks sweet i'm very That's excited to get all those uh those tracking shots of Falcon fight scenes Scorin dude DVD yes air. oh my god because we mentioned you know the the beauty of serialized storytelling they're able to focus individual episodes on individual characters and i mean obviously falcon is the is the title character here he's the he's the main guy so he's gonna get a lot of spotlight but in his past movies you know he's dividing screen time with a bunch of other Avengers or other other characters like Captain America so his uh his action spotlights were were few and far between I'm very excited to get extended um action sequences um with him completely at the helm
1: suits and weapons are going to play a big role here you know what I mean Falcon's yeah. wings Bucky's strength along with you know he's still got the Wakandan arm you know what I mean so T'Challa didn't take that from him you know at the end of the in game you know what i mean so yep. um i think i think you know a very very small um spotlight of this show is going to be how sick are these sh- suits going to be how great is the weapon usage going to be i mean sharon-, sharon carter got her staff and just chucked that attitude like yeah like that kind of stuff i think is going to be something we talk about weekly once this starts rolling out is kind of like with wandavision First three episodes, and now in episode five, again, time of recording. Sorry for anybody months from now. But, um, <laughs> uh, you know, we talk every week about how cool is the sitcom set? How cool is the sitcom, you know, visuals and acting and stuff like that? And then I think our version of that for this show is going to be how sick was that suit? How great was that weapon usage? You know, the action here is going to take place. Um, the, uh, you know, fun, intrigue, nostalgia stuff that WandaVision is giving. And, you know... Really, the only knock on WandaVision right now, I think anybody could clearly say, is the lack of action. You know, this is a superhero movie, and there hasn't been action so far throughout the first half of the season. Um, and somebody pointed out on our Slack channel—I'm sorry, I forget who it was—William
0: McDonough. I was about to bring it up. Yeah,
1: yeah, like the fact that they gave us WandaVision first, which is a very action-low um, series, at least halfway through. To jump us right back in with what's probably going to be one of the more action-packed series on disney plus this year such smart storytelling because if you gave us falcon the winter soldier first and gave us all this amazing action and then gave us wandavision it would feel watered down it would feel kind of slow so i'm really excited to pick things back up from an energy standpoint
0: Absolutely. And yeah, that's essentially going to cover everything we we saw in the Falcon and the Boom. Winter Soldier. Like I said, anticipation for this show is at an all-time high. And I, I'm, I'm all in on WandaVision right now. Like, it's hard to get fully immersed in this show because I'm so invested in where we're going with WandaVision. But I love the beauty of this release, Matt, because once WandaVision wraps up, we only have to wait two weeks until this show kicks off, which is really cool. Um, one question I did want to wrap up with, though, we only got one trailer. And so I'm curious... Were there any Marvel projects that you were expecting to see, hoping to see, and, and wish we got a first look at?
1: So many of them. Um, <laughs> uh, a longer Loki trailer, I think, would have made a lot of sense here. But, you know, they they I mean, Falcon Warrior Soldier comes out in like a month, right?
0: Yeah,
1: March 19th. Yeah, like a little over a month. So uh, obviously they're playing this very close to the vest going as they're going. With so many shows, it makes a lot of sense because they want people to focus on WandaVision. They don't want to throw too much at us. Um, but movie-wise, uh, I think Shang-Chi would have made a lot of sense here. You know, to do a little Shang-Chi trailer. Eternals, I'm still waiting on that trailer. I put Eternals on trailer watch five months ago. I think it was <laughs> on a post-credits video. Uh, so. Yeah. You know, I'm, I was wrong there for sure. Uh, but um, and then obviously, you know, any more Black Widow content, I'm dying for. I just want to see that movie so bad, man. I, I I need to see that movie. So, um, yeah, I'm bummed we didn't get more, but you know, I'm thrilled with the full trailer we got for the Falcon and the Winter Soldier.
0: Yeah, I was hoping for you know that Disney Plus sizzle that was promised yeah. to us.
1: Yeah, that would have been cool.
0: I, I like that they ha- they highlighted the shows that had already come out or shows that were actively airing like WandaVision, like Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. But I really, I I was expecting a nice like little five second shot in that sizzle reel of Hawkeye or of Miss Marvel, you know? Nice little nod to this is what's coming down the line. We're not giving you anything to base plot or Easter eggs or theories off of. We're just giving you a first look. I thought that would have been cool. Wish we got it. And yeah, Shang-Chi would have been great. Um, what I awesome? thought, uh, Simu, Simu Liu? Mm-hmm. I believe that's how you pronounce his name. I really apologize. We'll, we'll learn. We'll figure it we'll out. Learn. We're going to be we talking be about learn. him a lot. <laughs> yeah, we will be talking a lot. He put on Twitter that, um, you know, he's he wishes we could have seen the trailer um today. And he said he's confirmed seeing the trailer. So there's a trailer done. It's in the can. It's ready to go. They're just holding off until they can really put that release date in cement. And because of the uncertainty of the world july is not as concrete as it has been in past years so you know we're still gonna have to wait on that uh shang chi trailer and i think it's smart to hold off on that marketing campaign until you're affirmative that this is coming out at this time remains to be seen you know how how many times they can move it around before it starts affecting other phase four projects we've chatted about that on the podcast before but yeah, uh, I'm still happy. I got what I wanted. I got that Falcon Winter Soldier trailer, and you—you know—as as much as we would have liked to see more footage, more trailers, still never been a better time, Matt, to be a fan of the Fantastic. And with that being said, that's essentially going to do it for our bonus coverage of the Super Bowl trailers. You know, not really plural there, just the one trailer. But we still had a great time. Still had a lot of fun theorizing this, and we will see you this upcoming Sunday for our WandaVision episode six review, as well as a recap of all the top news from that week. We will see you then.